take you back to your twilight phase. Thank you guys. <laughs> We're the last time in this book. It's our last Twilight episode. What? Can you believe it? I, I can't. I can't believe it. We reread this whole book. We made it. Wow. Uh... Thank you so much for just like going on this journey with us into the forest. And now we're going to lead you out of the forest, but not for too long because don't worry, we're going to be back for yeah. a new moon. We'll we're going to be in an even darker forest. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, instead of going in just to like make a decision, Bella's going to go in to get dumped. It's heartbreaking. So, uh, so what happened this time? We read the final chapter of 24 and impasse as well as the epilogue. So in an impasse, it's actually like, it's hefty page count for a chapter. It's not nothing, uh, but truly nothing actually does occur. <laughs> We're back as to the regularly <laughs> scheduled programming of, of nothing, nothing happening. <laughs> Bella wakes up in the hospital. She lived. She survived James' attack, which is awesome. Edward is there, and... Bella's mom is there. Bella's mom is like, well, you know, you're going to move to Jacksonville with me because obviously, like, you don't want to live at Forks anymore. Uh, the cover story for how Bella got so hurt is that she fell down two flights of stairs and threw a window. Whew. And everyone is just like, yeah, that tracks. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so mean. And Bella's like, uh, no, I'm not moving to Jacksonville. I want to stay in Forks. Bella's mom leaves to take a phone call that does not seem that important. <laughs> uh, she could just call her husband back. Her daughter just woke up, but whatever. And Edward is like, I, I think you should go. Like, I'm not good for you. So again, wah, back wah, for wah. our regularly scheduled programming, <laughs> but this time it's Edward being dramatic. Uh, and Bella's like, don't you dare leave me. And he's like, okay. Uh, and that's the end of that chapter. Next up, we have the epilogue, an occasion. Bella doesn't know where they're going. They're dressed up. She doesn't know where they're going. Rolling my eyes so hard. We'll get into it. Yeah. They're dressed up. She knows it's the end of the school year, but she has not put together that it's prom. We'll get it. They go to prom. Uh, they actually have some fun. Jacob shows up and is like, hey, my dad is paying me to tell you to dump your boyfriend. Lols. Uh, pretty embarrassing. And Bella's like, yeah, that is embarrassing. I don't blame you. Uh, and then it ends. And then wow. it ends. Yeah, with, um, with Bella and Edward at an, at an impasse. An impasse about what will happen moving forward. Oh yeah, this really these two chapters I feel like they do kind of lay the groundwork for a lot of like really classic Twilighty things that aren't actually in the bulk of the book. Like Alice playing dress up was like huge in fan oh, fiction, yeah. but it's like one paragraph here mm-hmm. that Alice dressed her up for prom. Um, what else? There was more stuff. I didn't write that um, well, let's go. Let's start at the beginning of when she's waking up in uh, the hospital. I did think that. So Edward explains to her the um, the cover story of her falling down two flights of stairs and through a window. And he says, "You have to admit it could happen," which I found overly mean. <laughs> 
Okay, I want to say that whenever I pictured this happening, I didn't really picture like a wall window, which I guess would make more sense. But I yes. pictured like a window being up, and so she like bounced. Oh my god! Like fell down, That's so, so like bounced, and then like no, through the window. It's definitely like <laughs> a hotel situation where like the whole wall of the stairwell is like made their of house. windows, like their house. All right, well, and then she fell. I was thinking of regular average person hotels. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's actually incredibly injured. Yeah, she is in, like, grave danger. She's been out, like, under for, like, days. Yeah, I lost track of how many days. Which does that track medically? Do we watch doctor dramas? I don't know. I would love to have a doctor write in to us. Do do we have any readers who are doctors? Uh, (laughs) She has a broken... I mean, she was, like, thrown around. We, like, refused to read the terrible things that happened to her in the last chapter, but... She has a broken leg, four broken ribs, some cracks in her skull. There was probably a lot of like internal bleeding, <gasps> which is very That's so know, bad dangerous. for you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bad. It's really bad. Uh, I don't know. She's just for a few days seems a little excessive, but what do well, I know? Well, they say that they had to keep her sedated because she was in so much pain. So maybe it wasn't a true coma. It was like a induced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but nobody knew when she was going to wake up. <sighs> and finally... She does wake up. She doesn't know if she's alive. And then she's like, I better be alive because, like, this is not comfy. And if it's a journal, <laughs> yikes. I love that line. <laughs> yeah. Truly, death should not be uncomfortable. Edward's <laughs> um, uh, right there. Yeah, she's really only happy to be alive when she realizes that Edward is there. Yeah. Classic same. He immediately just, like, starts taking care of her. It's like, here's where your family is. He's like, oh, no, lie down. I wrote, like, being pathetic seems so appealing in this scene. Like, Bella's, like, so sick and pathetic, and, like, she just has to lie there. And I 100% was like, I want to be sick and pathetic and have someone (laughs) just, like, take care of me and be like, no, it'll all be okay. It was, like, very comforting by proxy in a weird way. Okay, this is literally what I talked about in the last episode where I am dramatically, like, dying. Right. Like, that was your daydream. That's my daydream. like, you're dying. So, like, you're, like, recovering from death. Yeah. You're not, like, actually gonna die. No, mine is, like, oh, I'm probably actually gonna die. You better act like it. I want the, like, Victorian thing where you've sprained an ankle and so you can't go home. They (laughs) need to, like, tend to you for a fortnight. Bedridden at your friend's house for, yeah, for a fortnight. Like, that's what I want, for sure. Uh, Bella has a great line at the very beginning of this section where she goes, my mom was here, and I was... Wait, I'm going to contextualize it. So Bella just asks Edward, like, okay, what did you tell my mom about why I'm here? And she says, I had no interest in being soothed. My mom was here, and I was recovering from a vampire attack. (laughs) They avoid the word vampire so much that, like, when they use it, it's pretty funny. It's like, oh. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a thing that you can't tell your mom. Yeah. Then Edward talks about how just, like, brave and strong he was to not kill her when sucking the venom. Yeah, which, again, is, like, such a weird dynamic. He's like, it was so impossible to stop, but I I did. did. I must love you. And then Bella's like, don't I taste as good as I smell? Hee hee. (laughs) Nasty. Again, joking about her own death by boyfriend. It's just weird. And there's also this weird, like, thing set up where he's like I must love you because I didn't like, murder you and it's like Bella can't reciprocate that she can't like, be like I too would 
do that. You're like, right. Every day I choose not to murder you. Yeah. She can't, like, later, I'm sure in one of the books, I think it's, like, all of them, actually, <laughs> when they're debating if she should be a vampire or not, they're, like, debating who loves the other one the most. Right. Like, and I love you more because I won't make you a vampire. And she's like, well, I love you more because I do want to be a vampire. And Edward can be like, I love you more because I didn't murder you this time. And, like, what can Bella say? <laughs> like, well, you're not in danger for me, so it's not fair. <laughs> Uh, they then, like, very briefly talk about the fact that Alice, like, yeah. thought about, they rush right past it. So, yeah, Edward is just like, she understands now. And I was like, really? Because there wasn't that much information. Yeah. Like, I would definitely have further, deeper questions about my own past. Bella says, did Alice see the tape? And he's like, yeah, Bella then explains it to Edward. <laughs> she was always in the dark. That's why she doesn't have any memories. And Edward's like, yep, correct. And they're like, that's all we need to say to right? explain like, that. That's not how human... Mem- I have memories from when I was in the dark. I'm you assuming you thought there's some sort of thing that happens when you're in a mental institute. Right, but like, wouldn't you want to know? Like, she doesn't even know why... Like, who put her there? I couldn't well, how understand is she supposed it? to find that? I don't know. She's but dead. Like, just because you have no way of knowing something about your past doesn't mean that you just give up and decide it doesn't matter to you anymore. Okay, <laughs> but is this a time that Edward would be like, yo, Bella, while we're recovering and we're in this situation, let me detail to you. No, but he could be like, yeah, she's kind of confused, but he's glad to have slightly more information than she had previously. Yeah, or <laughs> uh, now she understands what happened, but she's going to do her best to figure out the rest. You know, yeah, you know, doesn't have to like, like get into everything. She hasn't started no. investigating yet. But it's, it's just so final. It's just wrapped up so like neatly, even though it's not neat at all. Yeah. yeah. This is their dynamic. Edward shares no information <laughs> and Bella accepts no information. You're right. But the other dynamic right. is that Alice then gives Bella relevant information <laughs> that Edward refused to give. And yes. that never happens for this. No, but on that topic, um, this is where Bella, like, reveals that she knows how vampires are created. Okay, but also that skipping. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I was trying to be topical. (laughs) There's more things to talk about. Uh, I don't know what you want to talk about next, but what I want to talk about next is that then Edward kisses Bella and her heartbeat, like, on Literally the monitor. Stops. It's like, he can already hear it, but right. now anyone can hear it. And I wrote, humiliating. <laughs> oh, yeah, when the beeping stopped altogether, yeah. I was like, I would die. <laughs> well, that's the point. <laughs> Okay, but also the heart monitor stopping beeping altogether doesn't make any sense because when your heart stops beeping, it goes beep. You're right. It should be one line. Okay, but her... I'm here for the medical contextualization of this text. Where are the expert reads? Okay, but I really think that if your heart... You know, it's like the phrase skipped a beat. Like, it doesn't stop beating long enough for the monitor to be like, oh, she dead. Like, it just, like, takes a little bit too long to beep. I mean, I don't even think that piece of it is medically <laughs> accurate. She Never mind what the heart the monitor is. Beeping be. stopped altogether, which makes sense. That's not a pause. That's like the beating stopped. Well, 
That's not how hearts work. So I I'm agree. I'm more about how hearts work than how heart monitors work. I'm just Maybe saying. it, like, isn't related to Edward at all. Edward's <laughs> just so sick that, like, she really might die at any moment. And they're, like, attributing it to the fact that he happened to kiss her then, but really she just, like, started to die. <laughs> her body was like, oh, no. Actually, Edward's just so hot, though. You will we'll never know. Uh, and then Renee shows up, which is great because we don't get a lot of Renee in no, these books at all. all, and she's a delightful character. Yeah. Yes, I love this part. She's totally sweet here. Edward pretends to sleep and continues to eavesdrop on everything that ever happens to Bella, which is very rude. He should have just been like, let, right. me, let me step out. And, but Bella was like, no, don't leave. Exactly. He was not allowed to leave. No, he was not. She's very upset and, and has extreme separation anxiety at this point. It's true. She was just traumatized. Uh, but Renee walks in and she goes, he never leaves, does he? She mumbled to herself, mm-hmm. which I think is hilarious. Because I took it with, like, a little bit of resentment. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, well, like, imagine being Renee. Like, your daughter is gone for, well, what, five months? And then you Isn't hear... That long? I think so. I she was, like, comes, Doesn't she come at the beginning of the semester? Hmm. Like halfway through the year, that yeah. feels right. Yeah, yeah. like and after now Christmas. It's, I mean, it's nearing the end of the year, so I actually don't know. Like it's been three I months. I bet that really would like mess with her college applications. Changing schools halfway through your junior year. I know. What's up? Yikes! So your daughter goes exiles herself. Then you hear from your. I assume that she's heard from Charlie. Right? She had to have heard from Charlie. Right, that she who ran tells away. Her she ran away, said that she hates Forks and never wants to be here Also, again. she was on a date. <laughs> right. She was on a date and then she abandoned me. It's right. And then runs away to Phoenix, falls down two flights of stairs through a window and is in a coma for days. After having met with said boyfriend for date. Right, like because of the boyfriend, and then you show up, and he's just like always, always there. I, I you're like, who the fuck is this kid? I think that that was probably like a developing process. Like the night Bella left, Charlie probably like left a message for Renee, like, hey, I don't know where this came from. It was really out of left field, but Bella's going back to Phoenix. If you hear from her, like, I would love for you to tell her to come home. Right, uh, and then it's like. Hey, uh, it's been a few days and I haven't heard from Bella. Have you heard from Bella? Please call me back. And then it's like, I mean, who did they, I assume they called Charlie before calling Renee? But Probably, I don't know. yeah. I don't know if, like, the doctors called a parent or if it was the Collins. I don't know if the, I guess it would be the doctors would insist on having a, like an emergency contact. But then, like, the Collins are just there, so then they are her. Maybe they just, like, lie and say that they're her family, and then the Collins call. They would call Charlie, I think. You think? And then Charlie would call Renee? I guess. That but, like, sucks the, for him. But, like, the Collins, I mean, the rest of the Collins must have gotten filled in on the, like, how Bella left. So they know that she claimed to Charlie that she's, like, supremely unhappy and leaving forever. And then Carla is just like, hey, man, listen. <laughs> she came to talk to Edward. 
and then she fell down the stairs and threw a window. It really is so weird of the Cullens (laughs) to, like, go down to Phoenix, be like, oh, Bella was so upset, and, like, our son just wanted to talk to her, so the two of us, the three of us, like, Flew. flew down. I want to focus on this, specifically because Renee is, like, who is this boy? And and Bella it like questions whether or not she should lie. I'm like, go right. for it. This it's like teenager. This whole lie is in Arizona right now. This whole lie <laughs> is built on you guys being together. Yeah. Otherwise, it's even weirder. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, it's terrible. Um. Like, so yes, he is a reason. The on at the top at the bottom of 466 and the top of 467 Bella's trying to explain to her mom why she doesn't want to move to Jacksonville which sounds like a dope as hell house by the way it's like <laughs> right by the beach there's a huge porch Bella's going to have her own bathroom Bella's like dump your boyfriend go live in that nice house anyway right. she's like no mom like I want to live in Forks I like am settled in at school I've made some friends wait then she's she, like, made girlfriend yeah she goes i have a couple of girlfriends then she like glances at edward and is like oh i I shouldn't mention friends and like charlie needs me there and it's like it truly makes no sense to try to pretend to your mom that the reason you want to stay in forks has nothing to do with edward when he's in the room (laughs) and has been in the room for the entire time yeah also charlie's not even there Charlie is not in the hospital at all. Charlie's like, look, someone had to stay behind in Forks. (laughs) Literally everyone else went to Arizona. (laughs) Okay, but I also want to bring back calling each other girlfriends. Like, you and Olivia, you're my girlfriends. Yeah. I don't like it. I mean, I think it's a dumb mom. I love it. I want to do it. It's like what moms do. I think it's dumb and confusing in our modern age when... When we might when, actually when be When many girlfriends. girls might yes. have actual girlfriends. Yes. And it's just unnecessarily confusing. Yeah. And why why is a girlfriend different than a boyfriend? Like, why I do you never have to say? say? I was hanging out with a couple of my boyfriends. Right. <laughs> I think we should bring this back. And since it doesn't apply equally, it shouldn't apply. I mean, I know that this was definitely not a thing either in 2005. So this no. just really speaks to Stephanie Meyer not really being hip with the teen. That why does it speak to Bella not being hip with the teens? <laughs> yeah, either way. That's either true. or. But now I'm saying we bring it back. Make Bella super hip. Firm disagree. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still just confused about this cover story. Like, Bella's whole original lie was that she broke up with Edward to leave Forks because she hates Forks so much. Her original cover story was she cared too much oh, she about too Edward, much about Edward and realized and that she, she was going to get stuck in Forks right. if she didn't She didn't want to become her mom. <sighs> yeah, it's stupid. It really does not add up. You know Charlie like heard what she tells Renee and is like Okay, so uh, which is it? Right. And then it's like, you know what? I'm not going to question it. I'm getting what I want. Right. I'm very frustrated. <laughs> Charlie is the real victim of this entire series. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> he goes through so much. So much. And he never complains. And he always just gets, like, mildly made fun of. Yeah. Later on, Bella's like, oh, there's so many rules now, like curfews. And it's like, guess you what? You died. You flew to Phoenix without <laughs> permission. Yeah. In the middle of your junior year. You're a minor. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, I want to call attention to a great Renee line where Renee is like glancing at Edward and she's she's like clearly got a lot on her mind and then she turns to Belle and goes, I think that boy is in love with you. Oh. <laughs> so sweet. Incredible. So sweet. Also, I cannot imagine my mother saying those words to me. <laughs> One time... My boyfriend and I were staying at my mom's house, and my mom has a stink bug infestation. Oh, no. It's disgusto. <laughs> uh, and so there were like a million dead stink bugs on the floor upstairs. I cannot figure out where this story is going. <laughs> <laughs> and I get my mom, I guess, like her eyesight wasn't good enough to see them. Oh, or she was so desensitized that she didn't care, but like she did not clean them up. They were oh. there when we got there. And he like got a paper towel, like picked up all these dead stink bugs. <laughs> Then my mom was like, what a sweet boy. Like, who would do something like that for you? I was like, anybody. Nobody wants to walk around surrounded by dead stink bugs. Anybody would pick those up. The bar is low. Yeah. Like, that's not like... Maya, he really cares about like, you. Wow, he's like, been sitting in this hospital <laughs> room for eight days. He flew across the country. <laughs> anyway, and then Bella like goes through all this, and she's like trying to figure out what to say to Renee, and she's like, I'm going to just like say that I'm also into Edward. She goes, yeah, I'm pretty crazy about him. And then she goes, there. That sounded like something a teenager with her first boyfriend might say. I it's fucking like, hate that. That's what she is. Just that's say what you are. Just say the words that you would say because that's exactly that's what you're you not are. pretending. What is right. she? She's like she has to like think through the things that she's going to say in order to be what she literally is. Like like anything that you say sounds like what a teenager with her first boyfriend would say. Because you are a teenager with, with your first, first boyfriend. boyfriend. I know. And, like, your your boy, first boyfriend being a vampire and you wanting to spend your eternal life with him, like, what does that make different about wanting that's, to not that's live with most, your dad instead of live with your mom? Like, that's the it doesn't make a difference. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anything, that just makes her more of a teenager right. with her first boyfriend. It's kind of like sometimes, you know, you do, like, I know people that, like, teach writing classes to, like, you know, college freshmen or teenagers, and they say, like, how do I make the voice sound authentic when I'm writing YA? It's like, just write whatever, and it's authentic because you are a young adult. Right. <laughs> like, anything, That's the any, point. any dialogue you write will be authentic because it will sound like you, a <laughs> member of that demographic. <laughs> oh, Bella. So so she's stupid. like so convinced that she's forty on the inside that she forgets that she's literally not. Yeah, <laughs> she truly truly believes that like she's different. She's actually a forty year old. Yeah. yeah. Her and her girlfriends. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we can just like kind of flip by. I wanna, so I wanna much. try it. <laughs> try what? Calling us girlfriends. I'm gonna just try it. Alright, fine, Melissa. You can call me your girlfriend. I don't care. All okay. of our friends will be really fucking confused, and that's fine. No, because they're all my girlfriends too. Okay. They're all my girlfriends. Renee leaves to take her call. She's like, Phil's gonna call in a little bit. Yeah. It's like, I mean, <laughs> age without cell phones, it's a different time. You know. Still, whatever. call him back. Right. <laughs> like, even if Bella weren't life-threateningly sick like you haven't seen your daughter in months months just spend that time with her she won't even email you back yeah <laughs> yeah just hang out um the main theme 
that's happening here is that Bella is like really truly does not want Edward to ever leave and she's very panicked about it. Uh, there's like a pretty heartbreaking very dramatically so it's moment so dramatic. where she misconstrues something that Edward is saying. Edward says like, "Well, you know, I I thought you'd want to move to Florida." And Bella's like, "But you'd be stuck inside all day, just like a real vampire." One, he is a real vampire. Um, <laughs> two, it is a little weird that she assumes that her vampire that boyfriend who's pretending to be a junior in high school would also move with her to be a junior. Yes, <laughs> like what's what's the story there to mom? Right. <laughs> Oh, he just happened happened to be moving to Jacksonville. It's not weird. Well, you know how he can pass for like 24? Um, (laughs) He's just going to do that now. Uh, And now he just happened to get an apartment. Well, there's crazy teenagers. Anyways. But like, it's really heartbreaking because Edward is saying like, well, we would break up. Right. And Bella's like, whoa, record scratch. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) And in a very, like, angsty move, he's like, well, you know, I'd stay in Forks or somewhere else where I couldn't hurt you anymore. Uh, Which is almost as if he's saying he threw her down the stairs and through the window. (laughs) It's really weirdly phrased. Okay, the dichotomy between Edward being dangerous, but then Edward also being, like, really great for having not killed her is just very... an emotional roller coaster sometimes. Yeah, it's true. The pendulum. It's true. It's too much. A nurse comes in and is like, oh, let me give you some pain meds. And Bella's like, get out. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm fine. And the nurse is like, you don't need to be brave. And they're like in the middle of this incredibly tense conversation. <laughs> and Bella's like, please leave. Please go. She finally does. But first she gives Edward a stern look, which means <laughs> all these nurses are like, that, that girl's boyfriend is abusive, right? Yeah, like, who is this kid? <laughs> like, he never leaves. Like, dictates she also, she's like, it's like kind of, she's very overly attached to him. Like, so yes. dependent. Like, irrationally panicked at the concept of not being in the same room together. Uh, that's like, doesn't, that's not healthy. That can't be healthy. It's, it's bad. And then... <laughs> Even if you're, like, truly, deeply in love, like... Like, teen first love. Like... It's very overwhelming. Like, her heart monitor is, like, going off. The nurse is coming in, like, because of her heart monitor. Um, It doesn't seem to occur to Bella that, like, they could be long distance for a few years. Right. It's not an option. Yeah. Can you imagine her reaction? She'd be like, no, that's... I would die. Yeah. Like, I, I would literally you, die. Your breath is my air. I know. She's so soothed by the smell of his breath, Ooh. which is a recurring topic, and I just find it so viscerally gross every time. It's at the bottom of 471. Every time it's gross. It's my worst scent. <laughs> the smell of his breath was soothing. Gross. I don't care. Like, neutral breath is, like, fine, whatever. But it is not pleasant. I've never smelled pleasant, neutral. He doesn't eat food, which means his breath doesn't smell like food. It's not like his breath always smells minty. It's not like he's chewing gum. Oh, it's a bunch of raspberries and it's kind of fruity. No. no. All he ever eats is animal blood, which so. I'm sure would make you smell real fantastic. Rancid. Ugh. 
Okay, it's so Edward nasty. is peak of existence, so like we don't know. Maybe he has like weird uh, oh, mouth fresh. That's functions. definitely the claim is that like <laughs> vampires are just designed to be hot and delicious and sexy, but, but it like, still is stupid. Your details. Exactly. Like just make it his smell. Like people yeah. smell nice. Yeah. People smell nice. Breath does not smell nice. Could be like the pheromones coming off yeah, of him. Yeah, whatever. Like that specific Edwardy smell. Yeah. Not his mouth smell. Totally plausible. I don't know. I no. really want mouth air fresheners to be like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, I don't know where a lot of your takes are coming yeah, from. Yeah, these are like, I don't think I'd call them hot takes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think they're just like hashtag unpopular. <laughs> yeah. Like Fuck actually unpopular. Uh, and then they yeah. just like have that same conversation yeah. for pages. For like pages. Bella's like, don't leave me. And he's like, I should. It's safer. And she's like, but I don't want you to. And he's like, well, I don't want to, but it's safer. And she goes, don't leave me. Yeah. It's, that's and the then, then. Oh, I was going to say, we get to the whole crux of the conversation, which is she wants to be a vampire. Yeah. That's right. It's a sudden occurrence, right? Like, oh, yeah, it's very dropped in that. Yeah. That's, like I was saying earlier, like, here at the end of the book, we get a lot of the very twilighty yes, things. Yes, this is one of them. Yeah, this is definitely one of them. Uh, My girlfriend so, has decided without any previous no, inner monologue no. that so, she wants to be a vampire. Yes. Okay, so she says, you told me how you stopped sucking my blood before you murdered me. Now I want to know why. Why you did it. Why didn't you just let the venom spread? By now, I would be just like you. And I, Melissa, your point that she hasn't in her monologues about this is crucial. Like, it didn't really occur to me why it feels so, like, inexplicable. But it's that. It's because we don't know this before she says it out loud to Edward. Right, like she finds out about it from Alice in the midst of in the midst of the of climax, all of the everything shit, happening. where she yeah. could like barely think about anything else. Yeah, she thought she was gonna die. Right, thinks she's gonna die, goes unconscious, wakes up, and is all of a sudden is like, "I want to be you." She's I could have like, been a vampire if you had just let me die instead of not die. Right, and it's like five okay, days ago when I was not. when when did you come upon this? Right, I kind of see it making a little bit of sense actually because. Bella initially is thinking if she pulls through this, like if she lives and James doesn't get her, her life goes back to normal and she can just like go on as they were. But now there's this new information that even though she's pulled through, Edward is threatening to leave her. And she's like, well, okay, uh, what, like, what's my defense? And her defense is, like, why'd you even bother with this? Like, I could have been a vampire. And it's like, that's the thing that would allow her to keep him. This is like her moment of realization. Do you think she has any desire to be a vampire outside of being with Edward? No. I don't think so. Absolutely not. Because if he's threatening to leave, then being a vampire is the threat of eternal life without Edward. Like, that logic does not hold up. Well, he's threatening to leave because he's... Because he's dangerous. Yeah. I think... The only parts about being a vampire that actually appeal to Bella are spending time with Edward and being hotter. <laughs> like Bella, vampire sex. No, I don't think like, it's being I'll hotter. Be more beautiful. I won't have to feel so self conscious. I when think I'm with it's the not being clumsy. Really? I don't think it's her looks. Well, I I think she's real horny. Well, that, that but that really hasn't started yet. 
in the epilogue, she's like, oh, they're all just so beautiful. And here I am. (laughs) I think she really likes, like, general insecurity. Yeah. That's true. Which could include, like, the whole thing. And her looks and... Yeah, and then I it's very interesting that so that is the argument that Bella makes here is that she says it just seems logical a man and woman have to be somewhat equal as in one of them can't always be swooping in and saving the other one. They have to save each other equally. Which I is really like, like her it's her argument for why she needs to also be a vampire so that they can be on equal footing. I like Fair. that she was like, you know what would work on Edward? The feminist argument. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like it's like this stab at feminism that like really falls apart everywhere else. But like, I don't know, it's like backed up in language where it's like, I know I'm supposed to be making the feminist argument. Like as a book, I mean. And then if Bella were a vampire, she would be actively deciding every day not to kill Edward. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) She could be like, I today I'm really annoying me. But I love you enough not to rip your head (laughs) off and burn to pieces. Therefore, I I love you. you. (laughs) I okay, here's what I couldn't stop thinking about through all of this. So Bella's like, make me a vampire. I want to be with you forever. And it, like, makes those couples who get engaged and married at 18 look so much less crazy. So tame. Like, at least they're going to die in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Bella wants to make a like, decision for eternity. If they decide to get divorced, like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing has changed. Um, if Bella, like, successfully becomes a vampire and then 12 years in is like, Edward and I have really grown apart. No, she's just a vampire forever. This, yeah, this is absolutely what I think about all the time when I think about Twilight. Just the fact that, like, choosing to be a vampire. Yeah, it's like bigger than any decision that we can ever make, because it makes your life eternal. So it's like outside of the realm of any decision that we could personally make right now, and. Yeah, she just, like, makes it so instantaneously with no thought, no consideration of the potential downsides of eternal life. She's just like, oh, but I like you so much. And, like, still, you they have only known each other for, like, four months, maybe. And it's kind of messed up because we have the benefit of knowing what happens next to Bella. Bella doesn't know what happens next. But over the next three books, she and Edward don't get to enjoy each other very much. <laughs> there it's aren't true. a lot of scenes of them, like, having Just fun, chilling. enjoying each other. Like, even the times when it's like, we're in love, and there's, like, not that much conflict between us. There's an external conflict that, like, is making it so that they don't like each other. Like, and also, when there's not an external conflict, they're still not really getting along that well. <laughs> no, because there's, yeah, it's just, like, so focused on the conflict that they never have fun, good time together. I think the argument against, like, you're saying, like, what if 12 years in, she, like, realizes that things aren't going well. I think the argument against it is something that Stephanie built into her concept of vampires, which is that they don't change. That's true. And that, like, everything is heightened when you become a vampire, and so love just is eternal. That's how vampires are, because that's how it works. That's a great point. Bella doesn't know that. No, Bella doesn't know that as a character. But it's true that, like, if she's in love with Edward when she is turned, like, 
she and will continue to be in love with him. It would take like a massive amount of energy to get that to change. It even seems to apply to vampires. Like, it seems to apply to Edward. Like, Edward is like, no, I'll never love anybody else again because I love you this way. Which just makes sense for eternal beings because eternity without your love who was murdered sounds really, really awful. <laughs> It, I mean, I don't know if you guys read Midnight Sun, listeners. Uh, it's still up on Stephanie Meyer's website. Oh, it's a partial of Twilight, but from Edward's perspective, I'm gonna read written that shit. by Stephanie Meyer. Uh, and it ends at the scene, like one of the first nights that Edward is in Bella's room. Uh, Bella is asleep, so she doesn't know that he's there. And she says in her sleep, Edward. And that's the moment where he falls in love with her. And he talks about like, having this like rush of emotion drag him like under and he says something like i did not resurface something like that and it's like oh wow he's saying like i underwent a permanent change yeah all right i also want to skip ahead because i was thinking about this um a little while later when he actually says um that's the beautiful thing about being human things change which speaks to the fact that things don't change once you're a vampire. It's and very sad. I kind of feel like this plays into, like, is this part of why the whole thing is so appealing? Like, not only do you get immortality and beauty and strength, you avoid change for forever. I think, I think there is absolutely an argument there that, like, change is scary and yeah, you don't have to deal change. with it but there's also the idea that like if you do manage to get like a good lot as a vampire like if you love your little vampire partner and you like your vampire superpower then like you just will be happy forever, forever. there's not the sense that like slowly you're going to become bored right. living in an eternal night it's just like no you're gonna continue That's to just enjoy how it this. is right and I feel like it's it's very interesting. Like, I am, I actually don't find being a vampire that appealing. Like, first of all, not sleeping sounds horrible. I never get to turn my own brain off. I never get to stop listening to my own thoughts. Fuck that. What about the times when all you're thinking are like, right? And if you're Edward, guess what? That's your life. If anybody in your immediate vicinity is doing that at the moment, right? <sighs> and then, like, yeah, eternal life, like, I, it just sounds so long. Edward does <sighs> mention that on page 476. <laughs> he says, Bella, we're not having this discussion anymore. One, why do you get to decide? But whatever. I refuse to damn you to an eternity of night, and that's <gasps> yes, the end of it. An eternity of I refuse to damn you to an eternity of night. He, like... High there, drama. There are so many perspectives. Because on the one hand, being a vampire is presented as awesome. Right. And on the other, he's like, but I hate it. But he never gets into it. Like, it's yeah. never actually explored, like, what could be bad about being a vampire. Yeah. And she just decides, again, she has no curiosity whatsoever about what it would actually mean. Yeah, it's true. Can you imagine when you were 16... Deciding to stay 16 forever. Kind of. But but like, I don't think I actually would have. I'm just like a mess. Because like obviously 16-year-old me really, really thought about the fact that I would become a vampire. Right. <laughs> and like, but now, you know, more than 10 years later, yeah. 
Like, I would still be 16. Right, like, sometimes I think about Edward. You know, like, he's, a a lot of times we explain away, like, how dramatic he is because he's 17. And then I really think about being 17 forever, and it sounds horrible. It's like that 17-year-oldness just gets to marinate. Right? Uh, also, like, sure, you get to become beautiful, but you get to become a beautiful version of a 16-year-old. Right. This is, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, it's kind of a shallow way to think about it, but, like, at 16, I'd kind of be thinking, am I at my peak hotness? Like, when is that going to be? Like, is it downhill from here? Should I immortalize this body? Yeah, Bella I, certainly like, feels that way. She's I'm like, definitely well, it's not getting better than now. Yeah. I'm way hotter than I was when I was 16. <laughs> I mean, 16 I think for anyone sure. must be hotter than their 16 year old self because a 16 year old is a child, right? <laughs> so I can't consider them hot. Uh, but like when you're applying it to yourself, right? It's like plus it's sort of confusing to think about like how much of being 17 is about your biology and how much of it is about your life experience like it is kind of confusing to imagine a 17 year old's like body and hormones but in the body of somebody who's lived for 100 years like that's confusing like are you just like exhausted by your own emotional responses are you just continuously going through puberty I mean, I find myself exhausted by my own emotional responses, and I'm 25. And, and we're not 17. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the time, I'm like, ugh, I can't believe that this is my reaction to that thing that person <laughs> said, but it is. This is how I feel. It's like, no wonder he's so emo. <laughs> he's the original he's... e-boy. Thank yeah. you, Talia, for that hot take. <laughs> Then we find out that Alice, one of her visions was that Bella would be dead, and the other one was that Bella would be a vampire. Yeah. Which is it? And that's, like, another, like, very Twilighty thing that's just, like, which is it going to be? Right. Are you but betting also, like, against Alice? When did she have which vision? Like, just... Yeah, I'm was saying. the dead one right after Bella escaped from her? Right, exactly, probably. Guess what? That didn't happen, so I guess it's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying we probably had so many different, like, realities in which Bella was dead. Like, you know, right, before true. the van thing happened, before, I don't know, biology don't class. Know. So, okay, that's interesting. This is an aside about how her visions work, but, like, how does she see accidents? Like, as long as Tyler remains on the path where he leaves right. school at the time that he would normally leave, she sees Right. Or, like, dying. is it yeah. when he makes the split-second decision to, like, jerk the steering wheel to the left instead right. of the right? I mean, it would be useless if she couldn't see accidents. Yeah. I think she sees them. I mean, maybe she, she can't see accidents. It doesn't exist to be useful to her. <laughs> right. She just got what she got. <laughs> Unless like, she, like, purposefully is like, oh, let me look into this weird girl that Edward's been, like, thinking about. And like, oh, well, it's fine, because in a day she'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. I thought her seeing Bella as a vampire was, like, the premise of her being so nice to Bella the whole time. That's that also what I thought. Yeah. Because uh, Edward says Alice has her own way of looking at things. So I just like, figured Alice was nice to Bella nice because person. she's just annoying like it that. It might be both. I don't know. <laughs> because she's annoying like that. Uh, nice people are the worst. 
Then Edward is like, well, Bella complained enough that I'm willing to change my mind and I won't break up with her. I won't change my mind enough to make her a vampire, but I'm not going anywhere. Don't be afraid. As long as it makes you happy, I'll be here. Thanks for that. Uh, and then uh, nothing And then else she happens. says that's forever, doesn't she? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> she's she's 100%. <laughs> she says, you're talking about forever, you know. She, like, can't play it cool. No. But, I mean, I love that. That's, like, a normal thing <laughs> yeah, to say. They're past that. Yeah. Like the whole, like, cool. I can't let him know how I feel. Like, no, girlfriend's all in. And I appreciate it. And then she's like, Edward? And she's like, drifting off. She's like, I'm betting on Alice. She's like, I will be a vampire. It's a great line. I get the last word. Because now I'm unconscious. <laughs> quote, quote, quote. Great line. Uh, I wrote on a lot of icons. Yes, <laughs> that's what I wrote. <laughs> um, like, I circled that she wrote that it says, and then the night closed over me, and I was like, ooh, it's like the night at the end of Twilight, the Twilight is over. Or, like, wow. Edward wow. talking about, like, damning her to an eternity of night, and she's like, she's well, ready I'm for already it. there. She's ready for <laughs> it. I'm already unconscious. <laughs> Uh, then we're in the epilogue where a lot happens. Okay. Um, I didn't read this, FYI. That's fine. <laughs> You'll catch up. Um, you remember it. Yeah. So as Maya mentioned, she's all dressed up. She is wearing this like really super fancy dress, a single stiletto heel. Who was stupid <laughs> enough to do that to her because her other leg is in the, her cast still? Which means that she's walking in a bizarre like. Gate. Oh my god! It, se- <laughs> it sure. seems like a recipe for disaster. Um, she unfairly mentions that Charlie had been dot 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 difficult since my return to Fort. Fuck again. you, Bella. <laughs> again, as Maya mentioned, like yeah, wonder why. She was so mean to him. So mean. So mean the last time. Oh, goddamn worse. She referred Um, to herself as guinea pig Barbie because Alice was dressing her up. I was like, wow, can you imagine what guinea pig Barbie was actually like? (laughs) (laughs) Be a long blonde wig. Um, uh, the guinea pig is driving Barbie's like dream Corvette or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> the pink Corvette. It would Love be it. like that commercial that was like hamsters in that really square car. What? Oh, the Kia commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it. Yeah, the dancing hamsters. <gasps> what? <Whatever>. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, Bella finally, after a long protracted period of time, having been dressed up by Alice, getting in the car. Being halfway there. She literally has a corsage on. She's wearing a corsage. And then she's like, are we going to prom? <laughs> she's so mad. And she's Edward's so like, stupid. yeah, what the fuck did you think you were doing? So, like, I, <laughs> she talks about how she's like, you know I hate surprises. Why would you do this to me? And he's like, It's you, not a real surprise. I, I didn't mean for it to be, like, an actual <laughs> surprise. surprise. But, like... How, how, like, she's been back at school. I hate Apple She's been back at school. You're trying to tell me that she has spoken to Jessica in the last two months and doesn't know when Doesn't know when prom is? is? Yeah. Fuck epilogues. How fucking dumb is she? I mean, her argument is truly that she has this secret belief that Edward has decided to change her into a vampire. Right. And she's like, I don't know how the clothes come into it, but <laughs> I think tonight's the night. 
And she, like, doesn't consider prom at all. No. And, like, it's just so, like, I get that, like, oh, that's, like, her secret, like, ooh, maybe it's this. But it's so far-fetched. Like, why would they dress up for it? Why would he make it a secret? Why would she want that to happen by surprise on a random night? Like, the not reason, even tracks. The same people people want to be proposed to on Valentine's Day. Like, oh. Or, like, have you ever seen that video of the, like, surprise wedding? Yeah. It's like the woman thinks that it's some, I don't like know. Like an engagement party or something. Yeah. And then it's her wedding. And then wedding. it's her wedding. And I would She's be like, like, oh, I didn't get to plan any of my wedding. Yeah. And also, so I have nothing to do I... with any of this. And also, I don't know how long it is. And I didn't get to. And I didn't agree to this in the first place. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, cool. You invited my old best friend, who I hate now. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad that she's a bridesmaid. This is cool. Yeah. I just, I just thought that this was, like, so implausible. And then Edward's only response is, don't be difficult, Bella. Oh, fuck you. So rude. <laughs> uh, speaking of rudeness, the way that Bella figures out that they're going to prom is Charlie calls and <sighs> Edward takes the call, which is strange. Yeah. Uh, Isn't he the one driving? He's always the one driving. He's always the one driving. driving. Also, her, like, her leg is broken. Boob. Yeah, she should not be driving under these circumstances. But, and he should uh, not be taking calls. Okay, and he's a Edward vampire. says... Hello, Tyler. This is Edward Cullen. And so then Bella's like, oh, my God. Tyler thought he was taking me to the prom. This is what's happening. Which means, one, Tyler, like, didn't ever ask anyone else. It's just at Bella's house. And showed up. What a dumbass. Why yeah. would he show up? Why would he like, show up? Why did, wouldn't you confirm that? So stupid. So stupid. So uh, and then Edward is so mean to Tyler. I and know. also possessive and gross. He's like, oh, um, actually, Bella's unavailable tonight, and she's actually unavailable forever, as far as anyone besides myself is concerned. <sighs> no offense. <laughs> Guess what? I think Tyler took offense. Full offense. <laughs> it's extremely rude. I fucking hate epilogues. Yeah, I really don't know how needed this epilogue is either, because a lot of it is just like, recapping how where Bella stands in relationship to people it's like yeah so I'm getting along really well with Emmett Rosalie doesn't like me things are really taking off with Alice I agree that that is I felt like that was overly summarized like I wish that if we're gonna get a hint of the other characters I want like the actual interaction with them because she never actually interacts with any of them show don't tell but I do think that ending in the hospital would have been too sudden because you need like the return to normalcy and the hospital still isn't like you normal. You do life. that with a regular chapter. True. I mean, I don't know why she named it an epilogue. It's like kind of unnecessary. Yeah, I agree on both I counts. Epilogues. I think that we need the return to normalcy, but setting it aside as an epilogue feels it's kind of weird. strange. Yeah. Epilogues are always a bad decision. FYI, listeners never do one. <laughs> I wonder if she felt like it gave it like a symmetry because there's a prologue. That's true. Fair. I think it, I bet it was just because time passes in between the hospital and prom. Cause she was like, "Well, she has to like recover, so that she can be fine and then have another moment." Fair enough. I really want a chapter though where she goes back to school and everyone's like, "Bella, what, what the, the fuck? What the fuck happened?" <laughs> I would read the hell out of that. <laughs> Find me that fan fiction. I want like never mind Midnight Sun, just all of Twilight from Jessica's perspective. <laughs> Uh, 
I love when they get to prom. There's a massive like circle in the middle of the dance floor where no one is dancing except for <laughs> Emmett and Rosalie and Jasper and Alice, and they're like twirling. Like not realistic. Yeah, like ballroom dancers. Where's and the grinding? Speaking of trying to fit in, like, <laughs> what you doing? Come on. And then Bella's like, I want no part of this. And Edward's like, it's fine. And he lifts her up and puts her on his feet. And then they're twirling. And how humiliating. I know. As a 16, 17-year-old girl to stand on her boyfriend's feet as he twirls you around at prom. I mean, she does have a broken leg. Like, definitely, this is what would have happened even if she didn't have a broken leg. But in terms of, like, the optics of other people watching, at least she has a broken leg. But also, it's like, why is she dancing at all? She right. has a broken just, leg. Just don't dance. Yeah. Um, just don't dance. All these teenagers would be goddamn humping each other, too. Yeah. So. Oh, for sure. You're right. I mean, I feel like it's Bella's style to not mention the humping. <laughs> True. Uh, but there wouldn't be a circle in the middle. In fact, the middle is where all the humping is most concentrated. Right. But Around the hump. edges, they would the be The edges would along. be twirling. That's where I twirled. <laughs> the edge. <laughs> of course. Uh, and then there's a part where she's like... Uh, I feel like I'm five years old because she's on his hands. Yeah. Another child he, reference. This is so gross. He goes, you don't look five. <laughs> then he pulls her closer for a second so that her feet were briefly a foot from the ground. Again. Oh, that makes me feel less childlike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So embarrassing and gross. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jacob shows up um, because Billy has convinced him to come. So we do get a little bit of a hint of like, hey, remember, first of all, Jacob exists. Second of all, Billy thinks this is dangerous. Like maybe some dun, dun, further dun. dangerous things could still happen. But like just the like faintest hint of it. Yeah. Uh, what Billy offers Jacob initially seems very like low. Jacob says, can you believe my dad paid me 20 bucks to come to your prom? And it's like, you, for a mere $20, you were willing to ruin Bella's also, prom? Also, but, like, plus a ticket to prom. Also humiliating yourself that way. My pr- I don't think my prom cost money. Mine um, did. It specifically says he bought our tickets, which isn't how prom tickets oh, work. true. No, you buy them ahead, ahead of, time of time. Oh, yeah. For money. Yeah, that's true. To pay Mine for the prom. Mine was expensive. Yeah, yeah prom was expensive. And it was just in our gym, too. Oh, really? That was Fucking bullshit. <laughs> I guess it doesn't make sense that you'd have to pay for prom if it's in your own yeah. gym. Uh, yeah. Our prom was in a local, this is going to sound weird, it was in a train station, but like the train station has like a fancy like lobby-ish mm. kind of space. Like Grand Central. What did you guys wear to prom? Um, I, well I went to two proms. <gasps> Sorry, I wore a royal blue dress. Wow. wow. Oh, my God. Is this it was Twilight imprinting it was on me? Did you also wear Converse sneakers? No, fuck no. Well, that's Bella in the movie. Okay, well, no. That's not canon, Bella. Anyway. For once, <laughs> the movie did something right. Yeah. <laughs> what did you wear? Um, I wore a black sleeveless, like, not a trumpet. Maybe a trumpet dress? Like, not quite a mermaid. It wasn't all the way down. It was, like, right below my hips. It went out. Okay. Mine was also short. I, I wore a wore short dress. dress. I wore a short dress to the other prom that I went to. Oh, you went to two proms. I went to two proms. I went to my boyfriend's prom mm-hmm. and to my own prom. But only senior year. I didn't go junior year because I wasn't cool enough. 
I also did not go to junior prom because I got invited to an anti-prom. So, so did I. We watched Disney movies, oh, and her parents fun. ordered like 40 pizzas for like oh. the six kids who showed up, which was hilarious. It's like they were trying to cater actual prom. <laughs> uh, and then senior year, I wore a gold dress that was entirely sequins, <sighs> but in retrospect, it was really more of just a brown. <laughs> I loved it. I'm sure it was gold. I'm sure it was classy. I'm sure it was beautiful. Thank you. Um, um, I was getting low on the dance floor, and my dress popped up, and whoop! I flashed a math teacher. Wow. Um, so what a what a prom story. Great time. Remember <laughs> when our teachers had to be at our prom? Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're like every year we come and we eat the same chicken cacciatore right. and watch the teenagers hump each other. It's great. My, the, like, girl who was elected prom queen, I was, like, I've literally never seen her before, and I was a class of 100 kids. What? That's, like, how 100 girls do I not know her? Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Um, luckily, we do not have a prom queen and king subplot in Twilight. Thank God. Oh, I thought you were right. True. So, okay, so Bella would have won that hands down. Yeah, you're right. Like, she <laughs> shouldn't have, but you're no, right. No, exactly. Yeah, you're um, right. So, anyway, anyways, he does get a master cylinder. Yes, which but sounds he, expensive. He buries the lead on that. Totally buries the lead. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's paying me 20 bucks. And later he's like, and also he's um, getting me that part I need for my car. It's like, okay, this makes a little more sense. Jacob um, says, break up with him. Bella's like, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> He's like, also, um, I was told to warn you that we'll be watching. And it's like, well, a lot of people are watching Bella. So (laughs) you're in a great Literally everyone. And that's, like, really it. Epilogues are stupid. Like, they've, Edward and Bella kind of, like, disagree some more about her being a vampire or not. Yeah. Edward cuts in and, like, sends Jacob home. He's like, see ya. Jacob's like, cool, bye. They don't have their rivalry yet. Then it's a lot of recapping of, like, Here's who's dancing with who. Like, everyone's happy. Edward is, like, ruminating on what Twilight is. Right. And then, yeah, it's just more disagreement. Stupid epilogue. And for once, like, Edward is kind of right. He's, like, so ready for this to be the end, for this to be the twilight of your life. But your life has barely started. You're ready to give up everything. I was like, you know what, Edward? You're right. Yeah. The way you say it's much, but you're correct. It's not the end. It's the beginning, except... She doesn't say it in a romantic way. She just disagrees under her breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, Bella. So we're going to get a lot of this tone in New Moon. Yeah. It ends with Bella saying, look, I love you more than everything else in the world combined. Uh, that's been made very clear to us up to this point, <laughs> Bella. Uh, isn't that enough? And Edward's like, yeah, it is enough for forever. And it's like, so are you changing her? Or right. Not? <laughs> forever. <laughs> And then he leans down to press his cold lips once more to her throat. Not that, the end. That is my best sentence of this section. Really? Um, yeah. Just it's like a nice little like vampire nod, the whole like throat yeah. motif that we don't get much of in Twilight, but it kind of nods it. to it. And it's just like a neat little button right at the end. Melissa like, hates it. We're talking about how he's not gonna turn her into a vampire, but he's like, let me just like kiss you on the neck. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, no, <laughs> I do like that it's very like atmospheric. Yeah, and it's got like a very strong aesthetic. Yeah, that when you're done, when you close the book, you like carry that feeling. Right. The like she's not gonna end on them her. arguing. You have to end on a positive moment at least. Well, like she shouldn't have had an epilogue. 
<laughs> I mean, I, mean I definitely don't think that the epilogue was necessary. I agree with you that it should have been a chapter. The chapter could have started, like, it took a long time for things to feel back to normal Yeah, when I got back to Forks. Some of these things happened. And then one day, Edward took me over to his house. <laughs> and kissed me on the neck. I think that none of his siblings have a single piece of dialogue in this epilogue. Which really bothers me. Like, even just like a word. Nothing. Mm. Nothing. Yeah, not even Alice. Because epilogues are stupid. Um, does anybody else have a best sentence? Oh, yeah. What was my best sentence? I'm going looking. Um, I don't What about think a worst I... sentence, too? <laughs> yeah, that, too. I did mine. It was right really oh. gross. Oh, you know what? We actually discussed my best. <laughs> I really think, I think that boy is in love with you, yeah. she accused, keeping her voice low. I think that's a great that's sentence. That's a good line. <laughs> like, yeah. very... I can, like, totally see Renee saying this, so it's super in character. Mm -hmm. It's something I remember years later, mm -hmm. like, thinking about, like, lines from Twilight. I yeah. totally think that. Yeah. Melissa's cracking herself up. What do you got? <laughs> we wrote my favorite sentence was, I'm already settled in at school and I have a couple of girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll any it. explanation? No explanation? Just move on. We'll I, take it. I just wrote, Maya and Olivia are my girlfriends. Aww. I wrote that right here. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. It is kind of a bummer that Melissa's like really like reaching out in friendship and we're rejecting it. I like, really feel no. like this is making it seem like if you don't know us already in person, like Maya and I are friends and we just kind of like roped Melissa in because she like that Twilight. is basically what happened. And that is so false. <laughs> what what a lie! About? Stop lying to the listeners. We're all friends. I'm just saying, based off of this, like the fact that I wrote this about you guys in my book. Did you write anything about me in your book? No. I love you the most. You and I are so Fine. close sure. that when you don't tell me gossip you know, I get pissed as hell. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, my name's not in your book anyway. It's because I was too busy Actually, judging Bella right on icons, which was about you. <laughs> yeah, but I wrote your name. Okay, so anyways, I'm going to read my worst sentence now. Go ahead, please um, do. Which is the first sentence of this section. I chose the first sentence in the last section. Okay, here's the first several sentences of the chapter that we read. My eyes opened to a bright white light. I was un in an unfamiliar room, a white room. The wall beside me was covered in long vertical blinds. Over my head, the glaring lights blinded me. There's just so many little echoes of so stupid many echoes. words, <laughs> and it's way too many words. Way too many. A bright like, white she says light eyes. rhymes. Right, blind. white, she repeats white, and then there's lights again, and the then blind. blinds and blinded, and like two things about her eyes, and it, oh, it's just bad. Room writing. has an echo within four words. And it's like, that's intentional, but like all the other ones aren't, so it isn't effective at all. It's just bad writing. I agree. It's not her best. No. Um, my worst sentence is when Edward says, I think we're ready for more pain medication. Like asshole. Yeah. You don't get to decide. You don't get to decide when your like girlfriend injured girlfriend gets doped up. Yeah. yeah, you don't get to make her medical decisions. <laughs> right. So that she can pass out and not continue arguing. Right. With you. Yeah. yeah. It is kind of like <laughs> motivated by not wanting to argue anymore. Fuck out. Maya? 
Oh, it was um his breath. His breath. Yeah, that was so nasty. Um, I really want to do entire book, best sentence, worst sentence, all of Twilight. Whoa. What do you got? I'm so fucking ready. I'm certainly not ready. Okay, I'll start, even though I picked, like, three of each. <laughs> um, my best... Okay, I'm going to pick two, even though I'm cheating at my own game. <laughs> um, okay, so on one level, I wanted to pick just, like, the one that I remember... Like, one of the iconic lines obviously is one of the best because that's what stuck with us. And I think that I will go with, and so the lion fell in love with the lamb. Oh. Classic. It just, like, wraps up the whole thing. It's metaphorical. It's so intriguing that everybody remembered it and wrote it all over their live journals or whatever we had. Live <laughs> journals. Really does, like, <laughs> um, like, if you were to describe Twilight in one short sentence, it's, and so the lion fell in love with the lamb. Yeah. Or, um, and so the lamb fell in love with the lion. <laughs> and I'm also going to pick, selfishly, um, a second one that is my favorite from this reread, which I don't remember noticing at all the first time I read this book. Um, but on the reread, I noticed it, and it has stuck with me since then. It is on page 298. The familiar smell of my shampoo made me feel like I might be the same person I had been this morning. And I remember picking that as my favorite sentence for that section. And just something about, like, the the smell, imagery, and the familiarity of being... We can all relate to that. Yeah, it's just so deeply relatable and, right. like, really pulls all the supernatural stuff back into, like, a like, very oh, physical, I, relatable place. Right, like, you can really actually see Bella, you know, doing her, her... right. Yeah. And, like, her going through her, like, thought process of, oh, like, okay, this vampire thing isn't that crazy. Right. Like, look, I'm I have my shampoo. Yeah. yeah. Like, if it were that wild, everything about my life would be different. Right. It's hard to pick a best sentence, but when I think about the best writing in the book, I think oh. about her descriptions of, yes. like, landscape. Yes. Uh, and so I'm going to pick the middle of 232. I don't know if this is her best landscape overall, but it is one that I found easily and that I think is beautifully written. So she's talking about uh, describing what Phoenix is like mm. to Edward and how there's a lot of stuff that's kind of like hard to capture, but she's trying. The hardest thing to explain was why it was so beautiful to me. To justify a beauty that didn't depend on the sparse, spiny vegetation that often looked half-dead, a beauty that had more to do with the exposed shape of the land, with the shallow bowls of valleys between the craggy hills, and the way they held on to the sun. Beautiful. It's really beautiful. She's so good at it. Yeah, great job, Stephanie Meyer. Um, my, <laughs> my best sentence is, uh, which one is Edwin? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, comic genius. <laughs> I fucking love, love Charlie. Love <laughs> Charlie. All right, what about some worsts? <laughs> uh, we have so many to pick from. I know mine. Do you know yours? Go ahead. You, you go oh, first. Oh, I go first. Okay. Um, so my worst sentence happens in the same chapter as <laughs> which one is Edwin, which just really shows the scope. Right? <laughs> what a roller coaster this book is. Um, so, uh, my worst sentence is Edward saying, that's probably best, 
be careful though the child has no idea and it's in reference to Jacob who is like what a year younger than than Bella Bella. and just this constant coming back to the fact that I don't know he views Jacob and other teenagers as like babies But Belle's a fuckable baby. Gross. (laughs) Nasty. Okay, my worst sentence is on page 248. Um, Bella says, My decision was made, made before I'd ever consciously chosen, and I was committed to seeing it through. Because this sums up why everything is so stupid um, about what she does. She says, My decision was made before I'd chosen. That means she never made the decision. You can't make a choice without choosing. So the That's what choosing the is. The crux of this sentence is that she never chose. It's not a decision. She has no agency. None. And nothing after she does this. You can explain away everything she does after this as like, well, she chose she, she she decided. Just, yeah. She decided. And like that's the only argument you can make <laughs> about all the stupid shit that she does after this. Uh, I would love Amen. to just like have a conversation with Bella and be like <laughs> Look, you just you need therapy. Just think about it. You need therapy. She's it's like, okay. Just like write a pros and cons. Yeah. And guess what? You have to ask your boyfriend about what the cons are. And you know what? <laughs> guess what, Bella? You're a goddamn teenager. And that's something a goddamn teenager would do. So <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> My worst sentence I'm picking because it sets up just like a, a massive inconsistency and mystery that is never resolved. Mm. Uh, it's the top of 18, so it's early on. Bella <laughs> has just seen the Cullens for the first time, and she says, they weren't talking and they weren't eating, though they each had a tray of untouched food in front of them. They are so bad at blending in. So bad. <laughs> Why don't they just do a better job at blending in? Or just not try. Like, yeah, we talked for so, high school. just don't pretend to be in high school. You all pass for 24. But it's like, okay, they they want to go to high school for whatever reason. Fine, whatever. Who just cares? Just eat some food. Okay, even talk to food. each other. <laughs> just, like, like, like Move eat it around. off Engage. campus. Like, don't even go to the cafeteria right. if you don't even want to pretend to eat food. Right. Like, maybe when you go to prom, don't whirl around. Don't, like, waltz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... Like, Pretend whatever, you were born only 20 years ago. Whatever slow song they're playing at the prom, I don't think it's appropriate for waltzing. <laughs> when Edward wants to drive his car alone one day, maybe you don't take Rosalie's fancy-ass car. I know. The, like, I know. Just do a better job blending in. They suck at it. They suck at it. All right. What a whirlwind single semester Bella has had. She's fallen in love. She's almost died so many times. Yeah. She hasn't really made new friends. No. No, she's been a terrible friend this whole time. But she made one true love. And isn't that better than a friend? <laughs> no. Isn't it's that not what it's all love. about? <laughs> isn't having a romantic Society relationship has lied to you. when you're 17 more important than, than friendship? any friendships? Than girlfriends? Doesn't it give you more value <laughs> as a person? <laughs> Um, and she's also, let's not forget, decided within one split second that she is ready to be a vampire forevermore. It is amazing that that comes so late in the book. Yeah, final chapter. Yeah. Final chapter. Um, I just want to say that I feel like I've gotten closer to you guys 
They read it through Twilight. Through Twilight. It's still bringing people together wow. in 2020. Wow. We're girlfriends. We're. Yep. We're girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I am really glad that we actually did this. Yeah, me too. We came close to not doing it. We extremely close. The idea for this like over a year before we ever released an episode. Yeah. We recorded during, the first episode like We did a so year much work before. and then put it down for an entire year. Yeah, we like created the email address and all the like social We made other people do all the work that we've made other people do, <laughs> which is our cover image and our theme music. Those were oh, yeah. for, we made other people do work before we did any work. Yeah. <laughs> which is how you should always do it. Well, we listeners. came through. Yeah, we actually did this. And it's like have we released every single Saturday? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but listeners we come back to you every time. You're still here. Every time. We're still here. You can't and we are us. not done. Uh, we haven't figured out uh, when we're going to start, but we're going to jump into New Moon. Yeah, of we course. probably won't record next week, but two weeks from when you listen to this, there should be a new, new Moon. Yeah, we got to make sure we well, have I copies gotta, of New Moon. I have moon. to get New Moon. I think I have a couple. I have one. I mean, I have the one that I read ages ago, but that's like in Ohio. Not useful. Not useful. Mm-hmm. You can find a cheap. I mean, there's probably. Am one I just in gonna the buy the entire series again? Um, no. We'll talk about it. Also, should we read? Yes. Life or death? Life and death? It, I think it's life and death. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No. Um, I have never read it. I have no. also never read. it. I mean, it. it's only been out for like two, three years. It's uh, like five. Probably five. Time. We're old. <laughs> no, I was I was a bookseller here in New York when that came out. If you hear clicking, it's because I'm searching and trying <laughs> to type quietly so that it won't be picked up by the mic. Life and death. Just, uh, it was like twenty sixteen. Came out in twenty fifteen. So it is now five years. Okay, but um, not quite five years because it came out in okay. the middle of the year. So it's actually more like more than half. I think that our <laughs> listeners should vote on whether we should read well, Life and Death. Yeah. I don't know. Email us. us. In what way? Yeah. Tweet us. E- email Whatever. us. us however you want. People have ways of contacting us. I'm That's about so to read them right now. That yeah. sounds like so much work. Melissa, okay, why would you stop tell people to not yeah, stop interact with discouraging our listeners from writing to we us? We should create a method in well, which could, they can you vote. You could that. All right, we'll make some polls. Follow <sighs> us. Topically, uh, follow us on places. Follow us on, <laughs> follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're Twilight underscore Phase. We are Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr. Uh, email us at any time. Questions, comments, where you found us, what you're up to, questions for us to answer, whatever Complos. you want. Complos. Uh, at. Com- Complos? It's like compliments. Com- why, why isn't it comp? <laughs> I don't know. It's a reference to the good place. Send us a complo. Wait, what episode is that? At our email, which Correct. is twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. I fucking love that show. That's it. It's a great show. And Twilight's a great show. Okay, well, book. we're here for Twilight, guys. <laughs> Truly, thank you so much for coming along. It's been really awesome. It's uh, been a ride. Yeah. We love you. 
the way Bella and Andrew <laughs> love each other, but less gross. Wow. Less yeah. problematic. We'll always love you. You're our whole world, our son, our man. We love your breath. We love your breath. <laughs> Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Maya Marlette. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Moore. We'll be back with a new moon. And if you don't like it, you can fight me. <laughs>